Hello and welcome to the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and this week my guest is Kevin from Nanya Business Food Truck. Well, we've had Nanya Business on the Eat Local New York card now for this entire season, and I'm really excited to have had Kevin on the podcast because you'll be able to tell from this episode, I am fascinated by restaurant owners, food truck owners, entrepreneurs who get started and just learning what they did before they got started, how they launched into it, how things are going, what they learned. I mean, I just, I'm fascinated by it. And so I'm really happy to have had Kevin on the podcast this week to talk and learn all about how they got things going. Make sure that you follow Nanya Business on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and stay up to date on all the locations that they're going to be at because they are really doing a killer job with their Indian food. And make sure that you grab your Eat Local New York card. That way you can save $5 whenever you spend $25 or more at one of 140 different restaurants all around New York State. All right. So, Kevin, you own Nanya Business. Yes. (laughs) Food truck. Uh, How... Did you, is this your first year? This is actually our second season. Second season. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, with the same truck? Yes. Okay. So I just heard about you then this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, well, tell us how you got started. So Indian food. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, why Indian food? Uh, it's simple. It's clean. It's healthy. The flavors are phenomenal. And... Uh, they say, how did you get started with Indian food? Yeah. And it all goes back to when I was a chef at Syracuse University. Okay. Um, There's a lot of international students working in the dining halls. Yeah. Um, I befriended a lot of them, and they were homesick. You know, they'd mm. been there for years and working on their master's and their degrees. And I learned how to make their food. Mm. And looking back at it now, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just starting out. Um, but they were really great. They encouraged me. They said it was, oh, just like grandma's. Yeah. Um, so I studied more and then, uh, I started working as a chef at Cornell university Okay. and we had Severe Saran come down and train us for months on his cuisine. Mm-hmm. And that's when it really started taking off and I just fell in love with it. Huh. And a few years ago, my wife says, we should start a food truck. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> And at the time, she had just started her hair salon. I was in between jobs, and I was like, you know what? Let's start a food truck. <laughs> and I didn't want to do barbecue or pizza or tacos. I mean, there's yeah. a million of those around. I want something different. Right. Um, so I just stayed with what I liked. Yeah. And I just came up with the concept, Nanya Business. Wow. So, uh, like, what originally got you into cooking? I mean, you were at SU and then Cornell. Oh, I've been a lot of places. So yeah. it started off in the Air Force. Okay. Yep. Right out of high school. I graduated CNS, went into the Air Force. Um, I wanted to work in a medical lab and they made me a cook. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was really good at it and I liked it. And so when I got out, I just stayed with it. How long were you in? Uh, About four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you stationed at? In England, mostly. Yeah. Really? Yep. What was that like? Rainy. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, the weather recently. Uh, Yeah. A lot of rain, um, but it was amazing. The countryside. Um, got to travel all throughout Europe. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, so became a, so you're a chef in the air force. Wow. Yep. Uh, and so what year was that? This was 94. I started 
Yeah. Yeah. So 94, so get out of the Air Force and what then happens then? where did I go? Was it like straight into a, a restaurant or a kitchen from coming out of the Air Force? Oh, dear. Yeah. I worked at a place called Millbrook Meadows down in Dutchess County. It was an upscale retirement community. Okay. And the chef there was from the CIA. Nice. Um, so it was really nice fine dining. Yeah. Um, I was there for a while, and then I came back up to Syracuse. Um, oh, where did I work? The Phantom Club. Uh, uh, Remember the Phantom Club? No, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of that, no. And then it was Daisy Dukes. Okay, yeah. So right. it was there. Um, Fresno's. Yeah, Fresno's, man. Fresno's had yeah. uh, great, like, chicken tenders. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was, was that a chain? It is. It is, yeah. okay. Or it was. It was, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't part of the Tully's family, was it? No. No, okay. Because now I know, like, the one in Fairmount... I think it was something after Fresno's, but now it's uh, Good Buddies, which is like one of the Tully's okay. branded restaurants. So, yeah. All right, cool. So Tully's or uh, Fresno's and then... Oh, dear. Dominic's. Wow. For a while. So you've been Sh- to a few of the places. The Sheridan. Yeah. The Sherwood Inn. Nice. Um, Were you at the Sherwood with uh, Dan Hudson? Uh, no, Stan Kalanko. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He'll appreciate that. He's got a great ice business going on right now. Oh, really? Yep. I never knew how much the Sherwood family, I don't know what their last name is, but um, I never knew how much that family owned in Skinny Atlas. I have no idea. They own pretty much everything. They own like really? half the real estate. Smart. They own uh, the Sherwood. They own Blue Water Grill, Gilda's, yep. and the uh, the Dinner Boat Cruise. Okay. And I think that's all the restaurants. I don't know if there's another one or not that they own, but yeah, they own quite a bit out there. Um, which is wild. I never knew that. I thought they were all independent places, right. but yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, I love the Sherwood, man. The Sherwood's one of my favorite restaurants. It was a good experience. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's, uh, I, I mean, I just, I love Skinny Atlas in general mm-hmm. and we were just out there to, yeah, we went out there for the, uh, the July 5th. We went out and just got lunch at Doug's and, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's, uh, it's a great spot. It's really comfortable and you know, beautiful lake. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've been, uh, quite a few places yes. and then landed at, uh, Syracuse for a little bit and then Cornell. Yeah. I started, uh, at SU, you know, I got tired of being a line cook. I wanted something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was just about, we were expecting our first son. Okay. I'm like, this isn't going to work. So yeah, I was getting ready. We we're going out to a party and I was getting ready and I heard an ad on the radio for, uh, chefs and cooks at SU. Hmm. I'm like, I need to apply. That's cool. So I was there for about eight years, Cornell for about eight years. And then I went to Binghamton university after that. Okay. Um, but while I was at Cornell, I got my, uh, certified executive chef. Oh, nice. And uh, certified culinary administrator. Wow. Through the American culinary federation. That those are tough. Yes, it was. Those are very tough. It, Unfortunately, I didn't keep up with it, okay. so I don't have those anymore. I okay. let them expire. Um, but it's definitely something that I would encourage any young chef to get into yeah. um, and try to mentor them through that. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to keep up a certain level of like continuing credits and yep. things like that, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Eamon Lee, who we who I work with at Gerhars, mm-hmm. is, uh, he's a certified executive yep. chef, yeah. Um, yeah, and he was telling me just a little bit of how challenging they are. Um, yeah, there's only like three thousand certified executive chefs in the country. So, really? Yep, like thirty two hundred, I believe, was the last number I wow. saw. Wow. Yeah. 
So, so you got that, and that was when you were at Binghamton, and then from there you decided to. From no, from there I went to uh, UHS. Okay. The hospital right there at Wilson. Okay, yeah. And then I was injured, and I was out of work for a while, and then, okay. you know, going through re- rehabilitation, and yeah. I was like, I need to do something on my own. I'm tired yeah. of working for other people, <laughs> and it's just been full steam ahead, yeah. a roller coaster ride. Um, but it's been a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like? I mean, tell me like, I mean, I'm fascinated by, I love hearing the stories of businesses getting started because I've got like, I have a hundred ideas and I kind of like to think through if I had that business, like how would I get started? How would I find this stuff? Where would I get funding all that? So, I mean, you have the idea for a food truck, Yep. you know, your wife kind of helps you, you know, push you out the door a little bit, yep. um, which my wife is currently doing that with me and trying to decide if I'm going to go full time with this business or not. Uh, so that's good to hear that she was there to help you yeah. with that. Um, so you have the, so you guys have the idea and what's the next step from there? So coming up with the theme of the truck first. So we decided on Indian. Then I decided on the name and I, we came up with a couple different ones and everyone liked Nanya business. Yeah. You know. Were you uh, deciding between like Indian and a different concept? Or was it pretty much just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. It, it, I didn't want it. Like I said, I didn't want to do barbecue or, or pizzas. You know, there's a million of those around. So I didn't want to try to compete with that. Yeah. Um, I was like, I want to do Indian. Because when I was at Binghamton University, we hooked up with a local restaurant, Moguls, on the Vestal Parkway. Okay. Which is now under new ownership. But they partnered with Sodexo at Binghamton University, okay. and we, they created a uh, the rice bowl concept. Mm, okay, um, I took that and expanded on it for Nanya Business. Okay, cool. And and made it more Americanized. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's so awesome. that's where I got the the idea of doing okay. the rice bowls. Yeah, that's and cool. And it kind of grew from there with my menu. Yeah, we. Um, I wanted to try those when we were there. Uh, so there's a lot of things I wanted to try because, you know, we had you for the first time at Willow Rock yep. uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, I realized that, like, the non-grilled uh, cheese isn't like some, uh, you know, may, like, you know, I said, I told you, you know, my wife's been looking at your menu <laughs> and your Instagram. She really wants to try. And you'd think I would say, like, something, like, really uniquely Indian, but she really just wanted to try the grilled cheese, <laughs> but get, she loved it. I get so many requests for that. Um, and it's really funny because our first season, I didn't have that on the menu. Okay. And my customer, my customer base is so vast. It spans like every demographic you can think of. Every, yeah. Everyone from six months old to 90 years old. Hmm. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I need more items on the menu for children. Yeah. So I added the grilled cheese and pizzas. And now I go out to like cool. Willow Rock or, um, Onco. Yeah. I sell a ton of grilled cheese. Yeah. I bet. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Yeah. It's a great picture that you have on your social for it too. That helps sell it. Yeah. You know, people see that, that photo and you know, that's what they want. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So you've got the concept for Indian food. You've yep. expanded on the rice bowls. You come up with a name. Yep. Um, where do you find the truck at? So I originally went online. I'm like, all right, let's see if I can find one. So we looked at some used ones through a broker site. Okay. Found one that I liked, and we're driving through Pennsylvania, and I get a call from the guy that who has the truck that we're going to look at. And it's like, I can't get it started. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to have these issues. So we pulled <laughs> off to a rest stop. I told the broker, I said, we don't want it. Yeah. 
I immediately went on and found a website, food trucks. I ended up going through um, United Food Truck down in Miami. Okay. And I called them and said, I need a food truck. <laughs> I sent them a deposit right there at the rest stop, and it just went so quick. Wow. Within like four months from that day, mm-hmm. I had my truck. Wow. Yes. Was it built for you, new, or was it a used one that they built down? Or? It's a used one that they rebuilt, so That's it's a cool. 99, okay. and yeah. we had some issues with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone watching, don't buy a used food truck. Get a brand new one. It'll save you a lot of heartache. Yeah. Um, but they're so, they can be so expensive. <laughs> they can. Um, but working with United Food Truck, they were so great. I got to customize everything inside of it. That's cool. You know, we put a tandoori oven in, in the oh, food wow. truck. Hmm. Um, the air conditioning, just everything. Yeah. Working with the wrap company. Yeah. Um, so I got to design every aspect of it. That's awesome. Yep. But like I said, our very, very first event last season, mm-hmm. we were headed up 81 North and I blew a tire. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. And that's probably not a quick get the jack out and slap it on or is it? We, no, we ended up calling one of the service companies here in Syracuse and okay. the guy came down, uh, put a new tire on it. We made it to the event. We were like 15 minutes late, Yeah, but we were up and running with a half hour, That's so nice. they were great. It was yeah. at United Radio okay, yeah, for doing lunch service, and uh, right after that event, we drove to the service station, got all new tires on the truck, so we nice. didn't have to worry about it again, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been challenging. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, so we have a client who I was there on a, like a Friday at like one in the afternoon, they opened for four at four for dinner and her fryer wasn't working, you know? Um, you know, it's, it's one thing if that's down, you can find, if you're in a restaurant, you can kind of find a workaround if you really need to, or maybe alter the menu or something. Right. But if you're on a truck and your truck goes down or you blow a tire on your way, that's a completely different story. You definitely have to be able to adapt very quickly. Yeah. And you know, we were driving to one event, our first event in Ithaca, Uh we were going to Hopshire. Okay. And the wheel bearing froze up on one of the rear tires. And we thought it was the starter. So I'm under the truck changing the starter on the side of the road. Jeez. (laughs) I'm a chef, by the way. I'm not a mechanic. (laughs) Yeah, right. So that was fun. And uh, we ended up, we couldn't get it going again because there was a short with one of the wires to the starter. So we went to hook up the battery again. The sparks were flying everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. So we ended up having a tow to Ron's in Cortland. Okay. And they found out eventually that it was the wheel bearing. So mm-hmm. ever since we had that fixed, we, mean, we were down for like two weeks. Wow. So we lost all those events, which yeah. is sad. So trying to you know maintain that motivation. Yeah. Um, that that's this all this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, coming off of COVID. Yeah. And uh it's been challenging. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I can't imagine. Did you guys did you do a lot of like neighborhood stuff or anything like that last we, year? We did a lot of neighborhoods last year. Yeah. We've had a lot of requests for neighborhoods this year. Um, now are you based out of Syracuse? We have a commissary kitchen in Syracuse. Um, the truck I usually keep down at my hometown in Willet. Okay. So going yeah. back and forth Yeah. and, you know, loading up and it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Always on the go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, um, I think, you know, Obviously, nobody was really, uh, I'm sure there weren't many that did well last year, uh, but 
You, I'm gonna enter. I, the yeah. COVID really helped food trucks. Yeah, it hurt restaurants, which is very sad. Because mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of them had to shut down. But I think it actually helped the food trucks because being an outside venue, right? As long as you were wearing masks and social distancing, yeah. It um, it actually kind of worked our benefit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we were with. Uh, we did. We never did anything with the footage, but we spent like a day following uh like paul at glazing infused and nick at limp lizard around when they were out doing like you know catering events and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and paul was doing neighborhood food truck stuff and you know it's different for him their trucks set up differently they don't have like a fryer in there or anything like that they are um you know it's really just like they do some decoration and stuff in there but uh so he had three people, three workers following behind the truck in their cars, packed full of donuts. It was all pre-order. So they would like pull up and get in a neighborhood and get their list together of what houses. And then they, he would just drive the truck slowly around. So that way people could take pictures and <laughs> kids could run out and all that kind of stuff. Play the ice cream and music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, somebody would pull up in their car and run up with their donuts. But he, you know, they did great with that kind of stuff. Say you have to be able to adapt in this business. I mean, it's not like it used to be. Right. So. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting to see that stuff. And, you know, it's, I mean, I don't really think that many ideas are new, you know, like if I have some revolutionary idea for eat local, uh, you know, I'm sure someone else throughout history has had a similar idea for their business. Right. Um, but I forget who the first one was to do neighborhoods last year. Um, I don't know if it was tossing fire or who it was. I was going to say, it was probably Nick. I yeah. feel like it was. <laughs> and then everybody started doing them shortly after. But they were great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you still see them, you know, this year. Yeah. Uh, Even still, still now. People group. don't want to go out. and It's convenient. Hey, I hope that you're enjoying this episode right now. And if you are, then head over to our website at eatlocalnewyork.com. Pick up an Eat Local New York card. It's $25, and it saves you $5 Whenever you go out and spend $25 or more at one of 140 locally owned restaurants, the card is good until the end of this year. So stop what you're doing. Head over to eatlocalnewyork.com and pick your card up today. Yeah, it's uh, I'll go on the Street uh, Food Finder app and look to see like who's where, and then I'll see like somebody's neighborhood listed. So That is the best thing for my food truck is Street Food Finder. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it just because people can pre-order? Or is it just people finding out where you're going to be? It ties in with social media. Mm-hmm. As you know, social media is big for food trucks, yeah. when, you know, getting the word out. Um, so that platform is, ties in great with Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Um, just the ease of use for ordering, looking at the menu. I would say breweries, I still get some street food finder orders. Mm-hmm. Neighborhood is just straight for street food finder orders. Okay. Um, even when I'm parked in Willet, yeah, I'll open up right there in the four corners on Willet, oh, and yeah. I get Street Food Finder orders for really? people. Wow, mm-hmm. um, huh? That's pretty cool. Yeah, because like you don't see a lot of pe- you don't see any food trucks just popped up on a street around here in Syracuse, right? Yeah, which I think is, I I mean, there's a lot of ideas and things that I wish were different about our food truck scene here in Syracuse, and that's probably one of them is just to see a random truck show up on a street one day, um, you know. It's tough because you want to make sure that the planned business is there. For sure. You know, get the foot traffic. Yeah. You know, the events that are going on at Great Northern Mall, 
highly advertised. They get yeah. a lot of traffic. Um, yeah. Have you been to one of those yet? I have not yet. Yeah. So I haven't joined the. Oh, you have No, okay. I actually joined the CNY Food Truck Association oh, okay, with Don. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and that's no more, right? That's no more. Yeah. So honestly, I mean, the corporate businesses, we didn't take on a lot this year. Yeah. I was booked this year last season. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I still got more requests. Yeah. So, I mean, we go to Ithaca. I did um, a catered event in Oxford, New York. Wow. So we go Tompkins, Cortland, and Onondaga. Wow. With that big, huge truck. That's great. I love the look of your truck. I mean, Thank there's you. it looks, it, I mean, it is a professional truck, obviously, but it has that look. Yeah. And, I, you know, there's like, I'd say half the trucks around here. You know, you see some that are converted RVs or some that are converted U-Haul trucks. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's great to see people getting creative with how to do it. But having said that, <laughs> I, I want to, as a consumer, I want to see a legitimate food truck. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel the same way. I mean, you want to look at the truck and like, oh, I don't know if I want to eat there. You know, yeah. I don't right. want to say that. Roach, coach. Yeah, right. Yeah, you exactly. know, so if, if right. it looks good. The food's, you know, more than likely going to be good as well. Yeah. So, and that's something you know, as a professional chef that I strive for yeah. with my menu. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys have the ordering, you know, tags and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. all done very, very well. Yeah. Um, you know, that's like, I lived in Austin for a little bit and, uh, or near Austin for a little bit. And Big obviously, yeah. And, you know, they had food truck parks set up and stuff. Yep. So like you would know there's going to be trucks there and mm-hmm. which ones are going to be there. But I feel like in our area, especially through the association, we, they rely way too much on, well, how many people are going to be there? Like, are we going to, you know, like it has to be advertised. It has to be booked, you know, all this way in advance. And granted, if you can have a business and not have to worry about that risk, that's awesome. Sure. But I feel like the food truck scene is just naturally, it you get that risk along. You get that risk in any restaurant. You do. But for a food truck, there is something about just showing up and not knowing who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of relying on the um, brand that you can kind of build. Where if people hear that you're going to be here an hour before, they're just going to show up. You know, they're going to find that they're going to make their way to go and get your food. Right. Um, and, um, you know, they had a good thing going down at Clinton Square for a little bit mm-hmm. in 2018. Uh, I feel, yeah, 2018 with the food, you know, the daily food truck things. And um, even though that was promoted and advertised and all that, and then obviously 2019, they started to get a bunch of pushback from the city and those restaurants right. because of it. Um, and they did open up some spots for like you could get a permit, but, you know, the parking. In certain areas, right. right. I would just love to be walking downtown and see a random truck set up. I don't know. If they can get one of those spots. Yeah, if they can get it. So I love the fact that you're doing that a little bit down where you're at. I mean, I've had some neighborhoods where I didn't get a whole lot of pre-orders. And it's hard for my truck because I am so far away. So for me to drive all the way up to a neighborhood in Syracuse, um, I kind of need to have that guarantee. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I have had to cancel a few neighborhoods, and I feel terrible about that. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to turn away that business. Right. Um, but if you're driving, you know, all that way, and you've got ten orders or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, there was somebody posting last year saying like, you know, we'll come to your neighborhood, but it has to be this many guaranteed mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah. So what's been the most fun thing about having the food truck for the past two years? Working for myself. Yeah. Absolutely. It feels that it's that feels that good. It does. <laughs> I recommend. Come on, it. talk me into it because <laughs> you should. I mean, you don't answer anybody. It's you know your business. It's your drive. If you have the drive to do it, yeah. You wake up every day, eat, sleep, breathe it. Yeah. What's the scariest part about it? Working for yourself (laughs) (laughs) Um, and not having those guarantees. Um, You know, it's just my wife and I on the truck. So we work it every single day. Um, How long, how long have you two been married? We just got married last year. Oh, really? Congratulations. Thank you. We actually took a break halfway through the season. Okay. Um, our one year anniversary is coming up on the fifteenth. Wow. So happy of anniversary, July. honey. Yep. That's my uh, it's, uh, my wife's uh, birthday. Nice. Yeah, July fifteenth. Yeah. So we flew down to Jamaica and got married just the two of oh, us. Oh, that's awesome! It was amazing. Yeah. What was that like traveling and getting married during COVID? It was pretty easy, actually. Really. Um, you know, wearing the mask on the plane, yeah. going through the testing. Walking through the airports, we were waiting in line, going through the screening in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, it was just something you had to do. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't an inconvenience, just time. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know, but better safe than sorry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so what was it like when you were talking through starting the, like, did you guys take, you know, a month and kind of, or two months or however long, or was it just like, was it? Uh, kind of birthed a little bit out of just like frustration and working for somebody else or walk me through. Cause I'm having my wife and I have these conversations yeah. and I am an, oh, I am a overthinker uh, okay. to every extent. And so in my head and the downside of being an overthinker for me is I'm also an idiot. And so I don't, I don't, I don't have the knowledge to overthink something. So I'm overthinking <laughs> the wrong Excuse things. Me. I always tell people, <laughs> I was homeschooled and raised in Kentucky, so I have an excuse of why I'm so dumb. But, stop. Uh, but having said that, so in my head, I'm always thinking, I'm thinking two things, how great it could be and like the best case scenario and then the worst case scenario. And you have to. Yeah. You know, um, and I think about that every single day with my business as well. But, you know, to your question, you know, frustration, whatever. Yeah. Um, my wife was working at Cornell University and she was frustrated working her job. Okay. And I'm like, she's had her cosmetology license for years. Oh, wow. I'm like, let's just open up a salon yeah. right here in town. Hmm. And we just did it. Hmm. You know, I talked her into it. Yeah. You know, it's close to home. You can set your own hours. And she's been wildly successful. She That's does a awesome. great job. Yeah. And so she had that support for me building her business. So when it came time to, you know, my, you know, what am I going to do now? Yeah. She was there for me to help push mm-hmm. me in that direction. That's cool. And I just took it and ran with it. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. if, if you're going to do it, you can't hesitate. Yeah. You know, I, I think, know. you know, eat local New York is a, uh, it's, it's a great brand. It's a great service, you know, for me to be here. So thank you for that. Get yeah, the word about Nanya Business. Yeah, right. And you yeah. know, my backstory, because a lot of people have questions about it. Yeah. You know, I've had people say, which Indian restaurant is this? I'm like, <laughs> it's just me. I'm the chef. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about any of those things. And then, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and a little bit of the woke world that we live in, I hear people talking about like Mexican restaurants that aren't like, that are owned by like white guys. And, um, 
you know, and like people, you always like question the authenticity in it and things like that of the recipes and the food. And granted, I'm not an expert on Indian cuisine by any stretch of the imagination, but I am an avid consumer. And, uh, and, and again, granted, my wife had the grilled cheese, but uh, <laughs> we both loved everything. It was all delicious. It was great. Everything we had at Willow Rock that day was awesome. I try to tell everybody that comes up and it's like, I've never had Indian before. Mm-hmm. I mean, even my customers that come in from Willet, yeah. you know, great country folk down there, never had Indian food, but I have so many loyal customers that come back every single time I'm open down there. Yeah. So what I tell them is if you've never had Indian food, mm-hmm. my food is a great start for it. Yeah. You know, it's as authentic as I make it. Yeah. You know, I've had some complaints. I went to a neighborhood last year, and they were all of Indian descent. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I don't think this is going to be good, honey. (laughs) So I did have one lady complain on Facebook. I'm like, look, I'm really, really sorry, but this is my food that I prepare for everybody. Right. You know, it's not just for certain groups of people. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. One of my favorite stories of a restaurant that, you know, like Kasai Ramen, mm-hmm. for example, you know, he's doing Japanese food yeah. and Kyle's a white guy from Philly. And one of his stories, which I have just loved over the years, has been when they opened up one night, they had um, uh, a couple from Beijing sitting there and having dinner. And then right across from them was uh, a white couple sitting there having dinner. And um, both had separately asked to speak to the chef, to the owner. So Kyle came out uh, and basically the white guy said, this is the worst, most unauthentic ramen I've ever had in my life. And the guy from Beijing said, this is the best, most authentic ramen I've ever had outside of Japan. You know, so, See? <laughs> um, so you know, everybody has their, their different views. But um, yeah, like I said, we thought it was great. Uh, and I love that it's, you know, it, it is different. Like you said, you don't want to do barbecue, you don't want to do burgers or tacos or whatever, because, you know, I mean, one of the th- reasons, I mean, Bold Coast just does a great job, but one of the reasons I think they are so successful, aside the, from the fact that it's lobster, right. is that nobody else is doing lobster in the area, you know? Nope. Nobody else is doing Indian food in the area in a food truck. Exactly. All right. But if you go to an Indian restaurant, you're not going to find non-wrap sandwiches. Right. You yeah. know, you're not going to find a yeah. chicken sandwich with vindaloo and fried pickles on non bread. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I try to put that little twist on there. Yeah. Um, you know, fried pickle pakoras yeah. are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. My wife loves fried pickles. So she said, you have to have them on the menu. I'm like, how am I going to incorporate that into my menu? So I <laughs> thought about it, thought about it. I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you, has your menu changed at all from like last year to this year? I, yes, there's a couple items. So we had an alu tiki sandwich. Okay. Which now is an appetizer. Okay. Um, we added on pizza and grilled cheese, uh, loaded fries, nonchos. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I sell yeah, so those. many nonchos. Really? Yeah. yeah. As soon as that plate comes out the window, people are like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> and it's just great. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Next time you're at Willow Rock, we're definitely going to have to get those because we were eyeing those last time. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's it like, um, 
you know, we I was talking to somebody recently about like the food and beer scene in Syracuse. Okay. And um, you know, like in some other markets it feels like they're more connected than they are in Syracuse. Uh what's it like setting up at a brewery versus anywhere else? <sighs> if they have a band, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um we were at Onco a couple weeks ago and the Jess Novak band was there. Oh, okay huge crowd. It had rained all week. It was on a Friday. There was beautiful weather. Um, the energy was just great. Yeah. I got absolutely killed. Yeah. Uh, 20 deep for two and a half hours. Is it just Uh, you and your wife in there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So good. If there's a band. Yeah. Well, even if there's not, you know, just the customers are fantastic. Yeah. Um, we have so many customers that come up to, it doesn't matter where we're at. You know, we meet them at breweries, but they all follow us everywhere now. That's cool. um, so it's great to see everyone come back time after time after time. Yeah. You know, follow on social media. Yeah. But even like setting up at Willow Rock, it's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, just the location, so many new customers that come through. I think that's the best thing is the new customers. Yeah. Um, they have their regulars, but then people are like, well, let's go try this place tonight. Yeah. Oh, there's a food truck. Let's try them. Yeah. You know, so we get a lot of that. That's cool. And it's fantastic. And they just, they come back. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what was it like in the winter time? You know, you had your first year last year and then you take this big, long break. It was a big, long break. Yeah. <laughs> um, just trying to rethink the season. You know, I'm an overthinker as well. Yeah. So, you know, what we did right, what we did wrong, you mm-hmm. know, what we could do better. Because um, we're always constantly trying to improve. Yeah. So, like, um, first season, we're shouting people's names. Hey, your order's ready. Mm-hmm. This year, we have a pager system. Yeah. It'll beep when your order's ready. Are those, that, are those expensive? No. No, okay. if, I mean for a set of sixteen on Amazon, it was like one hundred and fifty bucks. Oh wow, best one hundred and fifty dollars I spent. Yeah, ever. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I love getting those at a food truck. It makes all the difference in the world to me. You can go walk and right. go back to the bar. It'll beep. Yeah, you don't have to like, oh, is my food ready now? Right. So the only problem is I only have sixteen of them. Okay. So that night at Willow Rock, I yeah. completely ran out of pagers. Oh wow. I'm like, honey, you have to help me catch up on orders. I'm getting yeah. killed over here. <laughs> totally unprepared for that huge crowd, yeah. but they were fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. So was it, uh, so, you know, when, when you and your wife were talking about opening up, you know, kind of going on your own, opening up the restaurant or a food business, was mm-hmm. it first and foremost food truck or was there ever thought of, should we do a brick and mortar? We had discussed brick and mortar and there was a couple opportunities in the local area but where we live, it's very rural. Yeah. Um, so people would have to drive quite a ways to get to where we need to set up. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's already a pizza place. There's um, ice cream place. There's just not a lot for people to eat at. Yeah. And I think at that time, the Bennett Hotel in Cincinnati had been rebought and turned into apartments. Okay. Because at one point it was a restaurant and a bar. And okay. we were considering that. Um. But we, she really liked the option of having the food truck and going out to different places. I think we, I watched that movie uh, Chef too many times. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> I watch that movie and I think I can open a food truck. I'm like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> you can do it. Eat local food truck. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I see how hard you guys work. Yeah, it's okay. worth it's worth it. Yeah, it is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, uh, 
it's just a lot of hard work, man. You guys put in so much effort into that thing, you know? Some trucks have it a little bit easier than others. Um, my truck is probably more challenged mm-hmm. um, just due to the fact the scope of my menu yeah. and the amount of prep needed. Because I would say about 95% of my menu is made from scratch. Wow. Yeah. So we're making samosas and alutikis and doing, yeah. you know, marinating the chicken and the beef and everything, cutting all the vegetables, the sauces, korma, vindaloo, tikka. Wow. Yep. Yeah. You know, I need to retract what I just said. I'm sure I couldn't make it. And here's why. <laughs> There's so many people, like the the road, the path of failed restaurants is made up of people who do one or two things really well. And think, oh, I could oh, I could rock a restaurant. I have friends who, most phenomenal cook, uh, best food I've ever had, and all, and just about anything and everything. He used to be a stay-at-home dad, and, I mean, this guy could make the best Chinese food on a Monday night I've yeah. ever had, and on Wednesday, the best barbecue, and on Friday, the best Mexican. He just did a phenomenal job. But every time that they would have an idea of some sort of a restaurant, it would be the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. And there's so much that goes, as you obviously know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of the reasons why we got started. A friend of a friend asked me to help out a local restaurant at the time and give them some advice on marketing. And when I met with this person, she had a great job at a bank. She's like a branch manager or something like a decent job. And she made the best whatever. And her friends and her family said, you make the best whatever. You should open a restaurant one day. You would kill it. And she had the dream and she went after it, but she had no idea how to cost out her food, where to buy, you know, which location to go into, how to market the place, Mm -hmm. what the design should look like, Mm -hmm. um, what type of cuisine she needed to do or anything like that. And very shortly after she opened, she was already failing. Um, And she was open just under a year, and then she closed. And this was like six years ago. She's still around doing her thing, um, just in a different fashion. But, you know, when I met with her, I was just like, I feel so incredibly bad for you. She had, you know, just spent her last like $500 in a terrible way and uh, for marketing. And she was like, but nobody's come in from it, you know. So... I feel like there's a lot of people who maybe they can cook or they can cook one or two dishes, but you have to have so much more about you to run a successful food business. You do, um, whether it's through being a professional chef or having the education. I would say to anybody who's in that situation that has a great idea to want to start a restaurant is to find a friend that's a professional chef <laughs> and has run restaurants yeah. and run those ideas by them. Yeah. Um, hmm. Because it's not easy. No. It's 24 seven, 365. Yeah. 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 It's taking all the normal uh, things that a restaurant owner has to deal with. And in your case, adding on, you know, vehicle maintenance vehicle to that maintenance mix. And everything. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I'm kind of like, uh, I know you were part of the association and that's no more, but I kind of like the fact that you're out on your own a little bit with it. You know, I know the associations do a lot of good work for mm-hmm. food trucks, um, but it is interesting to, you know, run into, because not too many that I know of, at least in the area, are doing it on their own. Um, uh, so it's kind of cool to see that you're doing that. And yeah. You guys are doing good. Yeah. When, when we live so far away, um, when we talked it over about the benefits of joining, yeah. you know, the food truck association, 
and you know the commitment that it would take to join them. Mm-hmm. You know, driving to Great Northern Mall yeah. from where we live, it's almost an hour and a half, to yeah. almost two hours. Um, mm. And they have to set up and work, and then tear down, drive back, clean up. Yeah, so it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, for sure. So, what's something uh, people should know about you that we haven't talked about? Oh dear. Or maybe about the business or we covered a lot of stuff. I, I mean, <laughs> just the you know, passion for food, helping, you know, other food trucks and other chefs. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been a chef for almost thirty years. Hmm. Um, and I've worked purposely worked in a lot of different places because I wanted to get that knowledge. Yeah, that's great. Um, and learn a lot about it. So Italian. I would say one of the biggest things, you know, most recently about Nanya business mm-hmm. is um the catering aspect of Nanya business. Yeah. So we just did a birthday party yesterday in Cortland for my um, neighbor's brother-in-law. It was his mm. 69th birthday party. Oh, wow. And they asked me, can you cater this? <laughs> we love your rice bowls, but is what else can you do? Yeah. So I ended up doing hamburgers and hot dogs and fruit salad mm-hmm. and pasta salad. So I would like to expand my catering business more. Yeah. And, you know, being a professional chef is not just Indian food. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's I can barbecue, Italian. That's cool. You know, yeah. So I can incorporate all that into the truck. Yeah, and you have a great truck. You know, I mean, you know, you see a lot of the like the trucks that do weddings and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're always like the attractive looking trucks. Yeah, and so you have that, yeah, you know, with your truck. So that's a that's a big benefit for anybody who's looking to bring you. You know, if you. If you're getting married and you have a food truck, you probably choose yours over some of the other ones yeah. that are in town. Yeah, so, I would say that. So that's a big that's a big benefit. <laughs> so good job with that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I can't thank you enough for coming out all the way out here to be on the podcast. Well, and thank you. Um, you know, thank you for joining the Eat Local card. You know, we yes. love it when we have uh, new restaurants come on. So we um, uh, we're getting ready for the next car that'll be coming out here in October, and we're building an app and all that kind of stuff. So. We'll be getting in touch with you about all that, but yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Kevin, thank you so much. All right. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Eat Local New York podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed. That way you'll be updated the moment a new episode is released. And leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. You can also find the video version of every single episode on our YouTube channel. Just search Eat Local New York. You can also stay up to date with everything we're doing. Find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. You can also visit us on our website at eatlocalnewyork.com. Well, thanks for checking out the podcast this week. We're going to catch you next week right here on the Eat Local New York podcast. You've gone so far, but they know inside. I know how it feels to be lonesome Spend most of my days having no one Dreaming you were out there shining in the sun Lonely soul Hoping that they find someone Baby, I hope I find you
What is it you hope to find? Is it something true? Or just another lie? I don't want to waste all of your time. Break your heart, baby, I just mind. Cause I know how it feels to be lonesome. Spend most of my days having no one. Dreaming you were out there. Shining in the sun A lonely soul Hoping that they find someone Baby I hope that I find 